we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. That song, Christ Be Magnified, that's what we want. We want to see Christ lifted up. We want to see Him made much of. We want Christ to be the center. But the last two little words, in me. Christ be magnified in me. Christ be magnified in the lives of each and every one of us. That's our heart's desire. You know, in the rest of the time that we have here on this earth is to be found faithful, to be found making much of, living for, honoring, pleasing, examining, looking if there's things in our lives that do not bring glory and honor to, to the Lord, then we, we repent of it. We, we ask God to, Lord, work that out of me. Guys, we still got time. He's still working on us. He's still transforming us. We're still in that sanctification process. If you've trusted Christ, you're in that sanctification process. You've been, you've been made clean. You've been stamped. He is justified. And now we're becoming who He desires each one of us to be. And the stuff that's there, the stuff that weighs us down, the weights of sin, those things that so easily entangle us, you know, God can move that. God can work that out. We just don't, don't continue to entertain it. Don't continue to give it, you know, a fire if it don't have oxygen, if it don't have that wind, if it don't get that what it needs, then it goes away. Don't give it no more what it needs. Stop. Let Christ be magnified. You know what I'm talking about. Don't let those things that so easily pull us away, don't let it take you away from where Christ desires us to be. Christ be magnified in me. Christ be center. Christ be the focal point, the force, the reason for all that we are. Go with me over to First Peter, Second Peter quickly, just, and then we're going to bounce in Hebrews. We may see Joshua. That's the three stickies. We may see them all. Second Peter, but false prophets. Second Peter 2, false prophets. There are, listen, there are things that are trying to pull you away from Christ. In our world, there are things that are trying to water down what you believe, what you know is true. They're trying to make you question. They're trying to, they're trying to make you think, well, listen, God don't change. Holiness is still holiness. Righteousness is still righteousness. His standard is still His standard. Everybody else is, it don't matter, his standard doesn't change. And in our world, we see a push to compromise, a push to relax, a push to move away from. 2 Peter 2, 2 says, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies. 
even denying the master who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be maligned. To be making your way back over to Hebrews, they bring in things, they say things, and listen, if you say it over and over and over enough, if the noise gets louder and louder and louder, it must be true. Jesus is enough. You don't have to say that loud. You can whisper that to someone. Beside a casket, you can whisper that to someone. Next to a hospital bed, you can whisper that to someone. Whether they're on a mountain or they're in a valley, you can simply whisper, Jesus is with you. Jesus is enough. You don't have to be made loud. He don't have to be screamed. He don't have to. He don't need all of that. He just needs, oh Christ, be magnified in me. And here's the thing, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we will begin to think that the noise is more important than just us being faithful then, well, what does it matter? They're louder. What does it matter? They're all thinking this way. What does it matter? Everybody. No, that's not true. Peter. First century church, he's writing, listen, craziness is coming. They're going to come and they're going to bring some messed up stuff and they're going to try to convince you. They're going to, they're going to start saying things that is just so wrong. If he said it way back then, don't you think it's expected today? But Christ is enough. I want you to hear this morning that Jesus is plenty. More than enough. More than enough. He's given us everything. You stay in Hebrews 1. You stay in Hebrews 1. But 2 Peter 1 says this. Seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and resurrection. Jesus is enough. He's not just enough. He is overwhelming. He is, he is he's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. You have everything that you need in Christ. We don't have to go anywhere else. We don't have to look anywhere else. We don't have to go and chase the ways and thoughts and whims of the world. The heresies, the deceiving spirits that are out there making a mockery of the truth of God. And there stands the Christian. There stands you. Christ is enough. Christ be magnified. And you, Hebrews chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, says this, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and, and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in the last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, and he is the radiance of his glory the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. 
When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels. And he has inherited a more excellent name than they. This is King Jesus. Listen, there is nothing that this world can offer you. There is nothing that this world can show you, can give you, that surpasses the excellency of knowing and being known by Christ. Do you know Him? Is He magnified in your life? You sit there, we sit here, we, we, we know we should, we know we ought to, we know we should make much of, we know we should not allow things to, the word compromise, slip a little, give a little. Christ is everything. Christ is enough for each and every one of us, no matter where we are. No matter where we are, no matter what we face, no matter what we do, no matter what we find ourselves, Jesus is far superior. What are you going through? Where are you right now? I mean, think about your own space. Think about your own life. Where are you? What are you dealing with? What are you struggling with? Are you on a mountain? You got something coming? Something coming this week? Something going on? Some, something, is it physical? You got some physical things going on? Is it a financial thing? Got deal, you're dealing with something at home? What about at work? Is it a relationship thing? You got something going on in a relationship? Listen, Christ is enough. You don't have to go outside of this Word. You don't have to go outside of Him. He is enough. He's all satisfying. What, do you, what is it? What is it that we as believers, Christ be magnified in me, but what are we doing, what are we facing, what are we struggling with that we're not completely dependent on Him? If there's anything, if there's anything we're doing on our own apart from Him, there's anything we're working out, that we're working through, that we're struggling with, that we're facing, that is, a, that is apart from Him. You say, Brother Shannon, how do we do that? In everything, with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. In everything. And whatever we do, where it is from Him and through Him and to Him, all praise and honor grows to Him. The world was made by Him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were created by Him. And nothing came into existence without Him. Why then would we think for a moment, church, that we can do life on our own? Oh, Christ be magnified in me, but not today, because I can do this one alone. How foolish. He is central. He is central in the mundane. He is central in the, in the common. He is central in just the, the routine. This morning I, I was dreaming. Lauren went off. I was dreaming deep. I, Hamilton had a goatee. I don't know. I was just... 
We were somewhere in Hamilton, had a goatee, and my alarm went off, and I did not know where I was. I mean, I did not know where I was for a good five seconds. I did not know it was Sunday morning. I did not have a clue. And all I could do in that moment was pray. But what about when we we're coasting in the middle of the day and, and things are good and done this before and been through this one before, pretty routine, just, just pretty simple. I can do this on my own. I can do this on autopilot. What about then? We're just as lost then if we're not with Him. We're just as lost then if our hearts and minds are chasing other things. Church. You say, Brother Shannon, I, how do I do it? Discipline? A desire? Hunger and thirst for righteousness? Yeah, but it's so easy when I come in here on Sunday because it's Sunday and I bring my Bible and sit beside my family and the, and the praise team does that and it's just so easy and I get to sit and listen to you and you kind of you inflect, you go up and you go down and you move and you're here and there and you spin ever so often and you're pretty entertaining. But then I walk out the doors and it's like, oh, how do I do it? I get you. But guys, if we don't do it, if we don't discipline ourselves to make Christ central, then there's a dangerous thing that can start happening. If we don't discipline our bodies, discipline our eyes, discipline our mind, our tongue, our ears, our hearts, our actions, what we do, where we go, if we don't make Christ Central, then we can easily start falling away. Chapter 2, verse 1. For this reason, I'm telling you, church, for this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. Christ is enough. He's satisfying. He's worthy. He can help. He's the reason. He's the source. He's the answer. We've got to pay attention to that. If we don't, we'll drift away. and We'll start just, just slowly, little by little. Sunday is good. Sunday lunch was great. Sermon was good. Get home, kick back, cut the TV on. Three hours goes by. We cut the TV off. We get up. Honey was for supper. Start thinking about what we're wearing tomorrow. We, get, we, we lay our clothes out. We go in there and we, we kind of watch some stuff, check some news, flum through some Facebook and stuff. And we wake up the next morning. The alarm goes off. We don't know where we are. We take off running through our day. We get to lunch and we sit down with a group of friends and we 
We gather around the table and everybody jumps into food and you're like, wait a second. We're supposed to pray. Well, they already eaten. Foot, I missed that one. And Monday evening goes by and Tuesday happens and Wednesday happens. It's church day! <laughs> We're going to church. What, what are we going to do tonight? Let's go find out. That's what drifting looks like. We slowly, we don't discipline ourselves. If we don't make Him central, we begin to drift further and further and further away. All the while, all the while living, breathing, doing, living the American dream. All the while drifting further and further and further away. And then we get that phone call. Hey, did you hear Miss So-and-So's just been put in the hospital and it's not good. Oh, Jesus. Lord, be with Miss So-and-So. All the time. We're not careful. That's us. We're not careful. We, we, we drift in and out. We drift away. We fall far away. We fall far away. And here's the deal, guys. I'm telling you. You know what I'm talking about. Nothing to get to Tuesday afternoon and say, Oh my God, I didn't pray. I ain't read my Bible in forever. I ain't prayed. I've been doing this on cruise control. I've just been thinking. I've just been doing. I've just been living. I've just been going through. I've been so... What is the word? What is the American word? I've just been so... But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be maligned. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words, their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. I would say the American Christian has gotten too busy for Jesus. Too much going on. I gotta be here. I gotta be there. I got to go as if he's not with us. As if he's not there, as if he's, as if he's, here's the way, here's the way, Christian, discipline, teach me, show me, application, application, Joshua, Joshua 1, don't turn, just listen, only be strong and courageous, be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. 
For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Then you will have success. Then your way will be prosperous. And I've given you, and I've given you, seeing that His divine power is granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He never, he never, there's never a moment, there's never a waking moment. If you're a Christian, there's never a waking, conscious, unconscious, breathing moment that the Spirit of God is not there. But we act as if we pick him up. Love you, Lord. We put him down. We pick him up. Thank you, Jesus. I need you right now. Lord, take care, Mama. Take care, Brother So and so. Be with his family. We put him down. And when he's put down, he's put down. He never leaves us. He never leaves you. He never leaves you. So when we, when we find ourselves away, when we find ourselves drifting, for, for this reason we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift forward from it. Look at verse 2, 3, and 4. Read them. For if the word spoken through angels proved unalterable and every transgression and disobedience received a just penalty, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Guys, look at what Christ has given us. This isn't just to lost people how great is salvation. We've, he's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And yet we, we act as if he's something we put on and take off and put on and take off. It's not like that. He never leaves us. He's always there. He's with us through the mundane. He's with us through the common. He's with us through the typical. He's with us through all of those things that we can do on autopilot. He's just there. How is Christ magnified in me? We don't leave Him. We discipline ourselves. We... We find ourselves in conversation regularly, often, constantly. We talk. We talk. We talk to Him. We... How often do you talk to Him? Well, before I eat and when I need something. You don't talk to your spouse like that. You don't talk to your kids like that. When you talk to them, well, we talk all the time. That's why we drift. That's why we find ourselves falling away. That's why we find ourselves moving. Every one of us 
Every one of us have a screen time. I'm talking to Shannon, y'all. Every one of us have a screen time. What's your screen time versus your prayer time? What's your screen time versus how much time you're just sitting around riding to work, talking to the Lord, and riding home, talking to the Lord, and sitting at work, talking to the Lord, and sitting at the doctor, talking to the Lord, and cooking, talking to the Lord, and hanging out with at the ball game, just talking to the Lord. Hey, Lord, be with them. God, help, help that coach. He's crazy. God, be with that woman up there screaming for her kids. Lord, she needs you. What if we talked with Jesus every time that thumb went like that? 20 years ago, this would have been, what are you doing? Today, you know what I'm doing. It's easy. Discipline ourselves. Discipline ourselves to... You know what I do? I am stupid. Can I call me stupid in the pulpit? Is it wrong to say stupid in the pulpit if I'm calling myself stupid? Where's Wendy? I'm calling me stupid, not them. I go to the bathroom. Give me your phone. I'm not going to take it to the bathroom. I'm at the house. I'm on the phone. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I've read everything, seen all of y'all, watched all of y'all, seen too much of y'all. I go to the bathroom, I stick it in my pocket, I go to the bathroom, I go in there, and I get in front of the toilet. Don't you dare laugh. I stand in front of the toilet, and I'm just like, oh, God. what an idiot. I can't even go to the bathroom without looking at a phone, brother. You can have it back. Clean it later. You see how easy it is. This ain't a game. Christ is better. Christ is better. And some of you out there, here's what some of you know what some of you are doing in your heart. See there, I ain't got social media. That ain't me. But we all got something. We all got something. Y'all, there's something pulling us. And here's the insanity of it. Here's the insanity of it. Satan has believers convinced that he can separate us from Christ. But here's the deal. At no point, Christian, are you separated from Christ. The Spirit of God is always with you. The Spirit of God is with you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether, whether you're sitting in a recliner or standing at the commode or, or whether you're at work or at the doctor or, or at the ballpark or riding down the road or headed to work or headed from work. I mean, He's always there. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. It's not just this box. I needed that, preacher. I needed that reminder. 
just to, here's what we're saying. I needed that slap on the hand for the moment because I know I've done bad and I know you caught me and I know that's me that needs that, but I'm just going to... Church is over and I'm going to put my Bible in my truck and I'm going to put it in my house and I'm going to put it in my office and I'm going to put it wherever and I'm going to go do my thing. There's no going to do our thing as a Christian without Christ. Y'all hear me? The lie is that it's separate. It's not separate. The lie is that, that, hey preacher, I need you to come pray for so and so. You pray. Yeah, but I don't know what to say. Yes, you do. Guys, there's not a moment that the Spirit of God is not with you if you're a believer. There's not a moment. Imagine having your... You know, I don't even have to say imagine having your best friend... You have your best friend with you all the time. You have the answer with you all the time. You have, the, you have power all the time. You have everything pertaining to life and godliness, how to live right, all the time. Not just when we're in this box. Not just when things go south, but all the time. We need to pay close attention to that, not drift from it. Just how is Christ magnified in me? By making much of him, by talking to him, by spending time with him, by abiding in him. I'm the vine, you the branches. Abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you don't do nothing. Abide in him. Commune with him. How do I do it? You do it. Just do it. Just start talking to Him. Have a, have a continual prayer. Have a continual conversation. Have a continual talk and walk and, and life. And, and here's the deal. I've heard people say, well, I've got to do my work. Are you kidding me? Are you telling me that you can't sit there? Lord, I pray. Lord God, just help me. we got to work on this. Hey, we got to do some stuff. i got to work on that computer, and we got some crazy youngins in this classroom, and that mama's messed up, and that daddy's messed up, and, and Lord, help me to be, help me, God. Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving me the words to say. That wasn't so bad. Lord, thank you. God, I, here comes so-and-so. Give me the words, Lord. I want to be nice. God, I, this one makes me really angry. God, help me. God, give me strength and guidance. Lord, my back hurts. Don't tell everybody you know your back hurts. Have you told him first? I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know what's going on. Something's achy. God, show me what to do. Do I need to go to the doctor? Do I need to call somebody? Do I need to check up? Do I need to start exercising? God, I'm tired. I'm lazy, Lord. Help me get up. Help me do something. God, where do you want me to go? Do you want me to run? God, let's go running. Hey, Lord, got to pray for them person. Lord, I thank you for the beautiful day. I thank you for the birds. Birds come by and the birds. Lord, thank you. It's gorgeous out here. What a beautiful day. Lord, it's about to rain. Oh, wow. Constant. 
Although the American dream has convinced every American that we're too busy, you're not. You're not too busy for the one that's right there. You're not too busy. He's right there. Make much of him. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.